شهد الله أنه لا إله إلا هو والملائكة والملائكة وأولو العلم قائما بالقسط لا إله إلا هو العزيز الحكيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله وسلم وبارك على عبده ورسوله نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ما بعد فصل في أحكام إحياء الموات this مسألة chapter is talking about what is called إحياء الموات and إحياء الموات is the definition of it is to have a dead land a land which is no longer lived on غير عامرة is not lived on Okay, and what you do is you make it a land which is lived on, livable. And for example, a person goes to a desert, he goes to a desert and he sees that there is a piece of land that he wants to take and no one owns that land. What he does is he goes to that land and he now does what makes it possible for him or what is considered for him to have ownership of that land. He takes ownership of that land. Okay? Is that clear? So basically, there's a land and no one owns that land. It's pub, it's no, no one's property. It's never been owned by anyone. So it's not inherited by anyone. And the Muslim, he goes and he takes it and he takes that land and he owns it after that. He owns it. Is that clear? That's what he The hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, من أحيا أرضا ميتة فهي له وليس لعرق ظالم حق he said that whoever gives life to an earth, that is a land that is dead, then it is give, it is his. Then you own that land. So whoever gives life to an earth, to a land that is dead, then it is his. وليس لعرق ظالم حق. And whoever takes something with oppression, then he has no right with that. He has no right for with uh, to that. So he says, وإحياء الموات جائز بشرطين. إحياء الموات is allowed with two conditions. أن يكون المحيي مسلما. That the one who is Taking that land is a Muslim. In the lands of the Muslims, it's not allowed for a kafir to take a land and give it life and take that land, make it his property anymore. It's not allowed. He has to be a Muslim. Even if he's a dhimmi, a, Muslim, a non-Muslim who has, who has um, protection in the Muslim land, he's not allowed to do it. It's only allowed for the Muslims. And this is 417. <laughs> On my one, do you have the same one? I love you have the same one. You have the same one. All right, no, you don't. It's a different book. It's different. <laughs> yeah, it's different. Hey, my mouth is far away. وَأَن تَكُونَ الْأَرْضُ لَمْ يَجْرِ عَلَيْهَا مِلْكُ مُسْلِمٍ And also, this land that you're taking, you're not allowed to have. It's not allowed to have been the property of a Muslim in the past. Why? Because if it was the land of the of a Muslim in the past, then it is inherited to the next person and next person. So it was never the land of a Muslim. If it was the land of the Muslim, it's no longer considered to be, uh, for you, allowed for you to do ihya of this land. Is that clear? وَصِفَةُ الْإِحْيَاءِ How do you do ihya? How do you give life to this land? مَا كَانَ فِي الْعَادَةِ عِمَارَةً لِلْمُحْيِّيِ It is whatever is considered according to the urf, according to the customs, that a person has now ownership of this land. For example, when a person buys a land, what do they do? They lock it off, right? They build a wall around it. 
to show that this is a land that is someone's ownership and it's owned. So if someone now goes to a desert player area and is no one, no one, the conditions are there, he's a Muslim and no one's owned this piece of land, what he does is he goes and he puts that wall, he builds a wall around that land. Or some of the scholars they say he builds a, a well. He goes and he builds, digs a well. Okay? He digs a well and that shows that he is now owner, he owns that piece of land where he dug, dug that well. And imagine now you're in the desert and you're walking in the desert and you go and you build a well. That well is now your land. That well is yours, as long as it wasn't owned by anyone. That, that land is now yours, okay? So, ما كان في العادة عمارة للمحي As long as the customs consider that to be عمارة عمارة يعني What does عمارة mean in English? عمارة, what does it translate it as? Building, but it's like more of It's building, but it's like Not landmark, it's more of Civilization, something like Civil Something like that. عليها لو تشكوا يسمى من English translation إن شاء الله. ما كان في العادة يمشي من English translation. You got the English translation. You got the English translation. You must be in some language. Okay, what is it? I don't know. Let me see. Oh, do you have it? Are you guys okay today? Alright, let's do the heat. Reviving a land, nah, whatever is considered to be reviving, nah, that's it, yeah. And the land has not been owned by a Muslim. Reviving takes place by doing whatever is typically needed to build up an abandoned land. Yani building up. Imara building up, yeah. Sah. Tayyip. So whatever, you understand what that is? That's the surah of the mas'ala. One last mas'ala that is needed in this, in this issue is that some of the scholars, they condition, they condition the permission of the leader. Yani, the imam, the Muslim leader in that country, he must give you permission to do ihya of that land. That is the minority opinion. But the majority of the scholars, they say it is allowed. And look what the, 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 the sharih says. وَلَا فَرْقَ فِي حُصُولِ الْمِلْكِ لَهُ بَيْنَ أَنْ يَأْذَنَ الْإِمَامِ أَمْ لَا there's no difference if the imam, the leader, he gives you permission or not. Why? Iktifa'an bi'idhni sayyid al-sabiqeen wal-lahiqeen Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because you have permission from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you have permission from Allah. Yani the hadith. So the majority of the scholars, they say that there is no considering of the permission of the imam. The leader doesn't have to give permission to do ihya of the earth, of the, of the land, because whoever, uh, because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he um, allowed it. Tayyib. <laughs> Um, then he says, so that's basically the issue of Ihya al-Mawat, basically, يعني, very, in, in summary. And so then he, there's another mas'ala which comes under this similarly, a, a mas'ala that comes under this. Remember we said that sometimes the fuqaha, they have a chapter of fiqh, and then after, at the end of it, they mention a different chapter, they mention a different issue that is connected to it, but it's not part of the actual issue. So he says, وَيَجِبُ بَذْلُ الْمَاءِ بِثَلَاثَةِ شَرَائِطِ أن يفضل عن حاجته وأن يحتاج إليه غيره وأن يكون مما يستخلف في بئر أو عين. That you have to give water to to someone else. If someone asks you for water, you must give it to them. They are يعني is obligation upon you to give them water. Why? Because of um, when there's three conditions. Sorry, when there's three conditions. Number one is أن يفضل عن حاجته. The water that you have is more than what you need. أن يفضل عن حاجته. So you have water, and it's more than what you need. And by the way, we're going to speak about this. Not talking about water that you have in a bottle or anything like that. It's water that comes out from the ground from your well. Remember, we said Ihya al-Mawat, giving life to the dead earth, is 
um, if someone builds a well, for example, it's his well now. It's considered to be his well. But is he allowed to now prevent people from taking from this well or this, this spring? No, he's not when there's three conditions present. Because the Prophet said, That people, they are, they are um, together in three things. They are com- it's commonly owned, three things. Water and fire and uh, greenery. Yani, um, greenery, yani plants basically, public plants in the desert. It's everyone's. So no one can say, you can't go to this wood, the woods and take this, this, this tree and chop the tree. No one can say that. Unless the leader does that, that's allowed. But generally, no one can say to you, this tree, you're not allowed to touch this tree, unless it's his tree, right? Um, and also water. So the water here, and يَفْضُلْ عَنْ حَاجَتِهِ If you have a well, then you have to give this well, you have to give water from this well to the person. With the three conditions, number one, and يَفْضُلْ عَنْ حَاجَتِهِ That you don't, you don't, you don't need, you, you, it's more than you need. And your water, you only need this much water, then the rest, the rest you don't need it. In that case, you have to give it to that next person who, who wants it. طيب. The second condition is that that person must need it for his animal or for himself. For his animal or for himself. He must need it for his animal or for himself to drink. And it is something that water comes, constantly comes back from. A well or a, a spring. Okay? In that case, a person must give that water. Because of the hadith of Maliki narrated from Abu Zinad and Al-A'raj and Abi Hurairah radiallahu anhu, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, مَنْ مَنَعَ فَضْلَ الْمَاءِ لِيَمْنَعَ بِهِ فَضْلَ الْكَلَأْ مَنَعَهُ اللَّهُ فَضْلَ رَحْمَتِهِ يُمَنْ قِيَامَةِ Whoever prevents water, or the, the extra water that he has, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will prevent him from his mercy on the Day of Judgment. Um, and in Sahih al-Bukhari, a Muslim, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa Do not prevent the extra water that you have so that you prevent it from the water in the greenery. طيب. Um, and that is what is considered to be Hiyaul Mawat. Next mas'ala is Faslun fi ahkam al-waqf. This is called al-waqf. And al-waqf in English is endow- endowment, endowment. Endowment. And the definition of al-waqf is uh, حبس الأصري وإسبال المنفعة is for a person to take a possession, a thing okay and to make its ownership as they say, the scholars, the fuqaha they say to the ownership of Allah it's no longer your ownership, it's the ownership of Allah someone can say obviously everything is the ownership of Allah but what we mean by that is a specific meaning which is that it is now public property, you no longer own it for that reason, لا يوهب, you're not allowed to give it as a gift anymore. You're not allowed to uh, inherit it, and you're not allowed to sell it. A waqf. What is the example of that? So basically, it's given, having something, and you make it public property, and anyone can benefit from it. Or you can give it to, some people can benefit from it, and you can make certain conditions on it. For example, what? The masjid. A masjid is waqf, it's public property, it's no one's ownership. For example, the masahif. The mushaf is no one's property. Right? So no one's allowed to, for example, in the Masjid Al-Haram, if you go in Mecca, Medina, and different places, or m- most Muslim countries, you find the Messiah says, Waqful Lillah, right? It is Waqful for the sake of Allah, and it's stamped on it. Meaning, you're allowed to go and read from it, but you're not allowed, no one is allowed to take it, and take ownership, take it home now. That's stealing, right? So that is Waqful for the sake of Allah. So these books are public property, and the Masajid are public property, and they say that Islam, Imam Shafi'i, rahimahullah ta'ala, said, Islam is the first uh, Islam uh, was the first time that waqf was ever made. 
يعني there's no waqf before Islam and that's what Imam al-Shafi'i said and some scholars they went against him and they said no there is waqf before Islam like what? the Kaaba the Kaaba of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is waqf right? it's public no one, no, no, no one claimed ownership to it but everyone still used it Wallahu a'lam um, so you understand what waqf is huh? um, so he says وَالْوَقْفُ جَائِزٌ بِثَلَاثَةِ شَرَائِطِ waqf is allowed with three conditions طيب waqf جائز is it, is it just permissible? no it's mustahab it's mustahab though but it's allowed with these three conditions but the hukum of waqf is that it is recommended a person is rewarded for leaving an endowment because it is a charity and the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said إِذَا مَاتَ بْنُ آدَمْ إِنْقَطَعَ مِنْ عَمَلِهِ إِلَّا مِنْ ثَلَاثِ when a person dies, son of Adam, and he dies, three action, everything is cut off except for three. And from amongst them, he says, "Sadaqun jariyah," a charity which is ongoing, continuing charity. And what is what is recommended, what is um, meant by that, according to Jabir Abdullah, is waqf, for example. And so the waqf, are, the examples of of, of al waqf, um, is a, a well. Someone goes and builds a well, and he makes it waqf for the people, so anyone can go and take from that well. Like who? Who done that in the Sahaba? Uthman radiallahu anhu when he, was, when, he built, when he took the Bi'r Ma'una and he gave it for the Muslims right or when Umar al-Khattab radiallahu anhu قال, he said to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as narrated by Bukhari Muslim inni asabtu ardan bi Khaybar I was given a land in Khaybar when they took over the land of Khaybar so he said ma asabtu I never ever found anfasa minhu qat I never had a, I never had any money that is better than this land he said fama ta'muruni fiha what should I do with it O messenger of Allah so the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said if you want in shi'ta habasta aslaha if you want you can hold it yani make it a waqf basically make it a waqf so you habasta aslaha you make it into public property and you give it to the people in charity so they made the land into a waqf so we made it for example you have um, places waqf like Sham where they have fruits, uh, a big farm. And the fruits of that, of that farm will be waqf for the sake of Allah. So the people will come and go get it. Or you have other waqf in the Muslim lands where there would be a person who has money and he will build a school or an orphanage or he will build a madrasa, a, a, a place where people are learning the deen of Allah and he will make it waqf for the people. For the sake of Allah. So people can go and the, the people who are teaching, they will be given from the waqf, they will be given from the money. They'll be paid and they'll be teaching and the students' knowledge will come out from it. And from amongst those uh, awqaf are things like al-madrasa al-umariyah, al-madrasa al-salihiyah, uh, al-madrasa al-jawziyah. Uh, all of these madaris, Ibn al-Qayyim al-Jawzi came out. Ibn al-Qayyim al-Jawzi, yani, he was the son of the one who used to look after the madrasa al-jawziyah. So, Ibn al-Qayyim, the son of al-Qayyim al-Jawziyah. The Qayyim, yeah, the one who looks after. Jawziyah or the madrasa al-Jawziyah. And you have the maqdisiyah, the, the maqadisa, who were the people who were living in Beit al-Maqdis in Jerusalem. And they would, uh, not Beit al-Maqdis, sorry, they would be living in Jerusalem. And they were scholars from the Hanabila who came from a certain madrasa, known as Madrasa al-Umariya. And from, the, from them came a lot of Hanabila, right? So this is what the essence of waqf is. So you see, like, um, <coughs> is it Al-Qufa, the people who used to live in the Masjid? Is that like the same concept of waqf? The Masjid is waqf? The Masjid generally is waqf, so you're allowed to live there, yeah. Uh-huh. So, Masjid is waqf. So it's a similar concept, yeah. The whole masjid is waqf. Tayyib. Um, na'am. So he says, وَالْوَقْفُ جَائِزٌ بِثَلَاثِ الشَّرَعِ Three conditions for waqf. أَنْ يَكُونَ مِمَّا يُنْتَفَعُ بِهِ مَعَ بَقَاءِ عَيْنِهِ Is that this thing that is made as an endowment, as a waqf, it must be benefited from and it remains. يعني you benefit from it and it remains. It doesn't run out. For example, water. Someone says, like, this cup of water is waqf for the sake of Allah. Is allowed? No, because someone's going to drink it and that's it, it's gone. So, لا يصح الوقف 
حينئذن. You're not allowed to do work in that situation. طيب. So it has to be something that remains. Right. وأن يكون على أصل موجود وفرع لا ينقطع. Is that the work that you do? It must be given to a uh, something people that a group that are present and whoever comes from it, they don't stop. What I mean by that, يعني the work must be present. And the people who benefit from it can't be people who are now eventually going to die out soon. For example, someone says, this is a waqf for my son Abdullah only. That's it. After that, it's not a waqf anymore. For my son. He leaves silence for my son. I'm like, it's not because your son's going to die. And it's not going to be a waqf anymore, right? But if someone says, this is a waqf for my children, then his children, they're all going to have that waqf. And then his inheritors, they're going to take that waqf as well. And then inherit the children, children, children. And the, you get it? So it has to be a group of people that don't stop. For example, he says, this is the work for students of knowledge. This house is a work for students of knowledge. Students of knowledge are always going to be there until the day of judgment. So it's allowed to do work. Do you understand? It's not something that's going to cut off eventually. A group of people who are going to cut off eventually, according to them. Is that clear? Mm. Then he says, the third condition is that you can't give work for something that's haram. Someone says, this musical instrument is for waqf. Is that allowed? No. Because something haram. Right? And waqf is an act of sadaqah. It's from uqood tabarru'at. It's one of the acts of the charities. It's a charitable act. Therefore, it's not allowed to be done in anything haram. Similarly, um, the books of Ahl Bid'ah, the books of the people of innovation, are not allowed to be considered to be waqf. Because they are... They have mahlur in it. They have haram in it. Taib. That's what the scholars of fiqh, they mention. Um, then he says, وَهُوَ عَلَى مَا شَرَطَ الْوَاقِفُ مِنْ تَقْدِيمٍ وَتَأْخِيرٍ وَتَسْوِيَةٍ وَتَفْضِيلٍ And the waqf, it becomes in accordance to the conditions of the waqf. The one who gives the waqf, the one who gives the waqf, the one who gives the endowment, his conditions go. مِنْ تَقْدِيمٍ when it comes to giving preference over certain people. For example, he says, this farm is for students of knowledge. When they, if they are not there, then the poor people. If they are not there, then my children. In that case, that's allowed. His conditions are accepted. He's allowed. It's his conditions. He's allowed to put conditions on these waqf. Okay, and specific types of waqf. Not all types of waqf, of course. Tayyib, just clear. وَتَأْخِيرٍ or letting some other people go after. Right? For example, he says, I, um, my waqf is, when it comes to taqdeem, is who gives it, who gets it first? So when it comes to taqdeem, the example I gave was a bit wrong, it was a bit wrong. Yeah, and who gets it first is someone who, he says, this is waqf for a group of people, students, students of knowledge. But he says, the students of knowledge who are poor, they are given precedence in the waqf. So then, if there's only a certain amount that, that, that week, there's only like, for example, 100 bags of fruit on that week, and there's 120 students, 100 of them are poor, 20 of them are not poor. Who gets it? Are they all split it all together? 100 bags split it together? No. The 100 people who are poor, they get it, and the 20, they don't get it. In taqdeem. He gives, pre- he gives preference to whoever he wants. Or for example, he says that this is a house. Okay? And this house, anyone can live in it, but... The people who are given presidents are any condition he says. The one if the one if someone who's poor he, he gets presidents, then you get to give it to him. Student of knowledge comes, they give it to him first. You understand? The reason why I mention student of knowledge is because typically the Oqaf, 
that I know in the past, the Muslims are always students of knowledge because the people of the businessmen they always wanted to help people of knowledge because they are the ones who keep the knowledge living amongst amongst the people, right? No. And you only say it like when he's given it as well, or he's not allowed to like, change. Yeah, you can't change after that. Once he gives the waqf, then that's it. Okay, exactly. Or he can say, so he can, he can, he can give presents to someone. Or he can uh, say that this is for some people, then, so the example I gave first, he said, this is for my family, and if they die, then it's for the poor people, and if they die, then it's for students of knowledge. Understand? He's allowed to do that as well. What a sweet thing! Or he can say equally. He can give. He can give equality to anyone he wants. He says this waqf is for the students of my family, my children, equally. The men and the women get the same. The man and the woman, daughters, they all get the same. Each one gets, for example, fifty percent of what comes out of the land, or or twenty percent, or ten percent. Anyone gets a certain percentage. He's allowed to do that. What a feeling! And he can give preference to whoever he wants. He can give preference to whoever he wants. For example, he says that this is waqf is for my children, but if, or for the students of knowledge, but if the student of knowledge is a half of the Quran, then he gets double. And if the one is not half of the Quran, he gets half. He's allowed to do that. Okay? Because this is waqf. Or he says this is for my children, but the women, they get double the men. Or the, the men get double the women. It's allowed. Tayyip? Is that clear? So these are the conditions of waqf. One last mas'ala which the author didn't mention here is nadhir waqf. The issue of the nadhir of the waqf, the one who looks after the waqf. Whenever you leave something, of course there's going to be someone who's going to look after it. Okay? So for example, someone leaves an orphanage. He gives someone, he gives, he gives that person the orphanage to look after. Then he is allowed to take from the benefits of that waqf bil ma'roof, according to customs. As a, an employee, yani if you're given a farm to look after, then he's allowed to take a certain percentage of the fruits because he's looking after it. Even though the, he's not taking it as property, he's, not, he's, no longer, he's not his waqf. Generally in waqf, you're not allowed to take it in it, right? You're not allowed to take something and just uh, own it. But if a person now the waqf, he's allowed to be paid by the government or by the Islamic leader or he's allowed to be, he's allowed to take from the benefits of that waqf. So if it make, that waqf makes money, then he's allowed to take what he needs according bil ma'roof, according to customs. Is that clear? Tayyib. The rulings pertaining to gifts, al-hiba. Al-hiba is to give someone something that is allowed to be sold min ghayri muqabil without any return. And this is something min uqud al-tabarru'at. It is from the contract of charitable contracts. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in the hadith, tahadu tahabu. Give gifts, you will love each other. Right? And so this are, these are some of the rulings pertaining to al-hiba. So he says, وَكُلُّ مَا جَازَ بَيْعُهُ جَازَ هِبَتُهُ Anything you're allowed to buy and sell, then you're allowed to give it as a gift. So you're allowed to give alcohol as a gift. No. Not allowed to give alcohol as a gift, right? Because it's not allowed for you to sell it. So anything that you're allowed to sell and buy, then you're allowed to give it as a gift. That's the first thing. Then he says, وَلَا تَلْزَمُ إِلَّا بِالْقَبْضِ and hiba, it doesn't become lazim unless there is qabd. What does that mean? It means that if I give you something, if I say to you, this is a gift to you, then he doesn't own that thing yet until he takes it. Bil qabd, he takes it. When, I, when he takes it, then it is now lazim. What does that mean, lazim again? Do you guys forget? After one, one month. You can't go back on it. And if I give you a gift, then you're not allowed to go back, I'm not allowed to go back on it. With what condition? 
qabtahi, a person actually takes the gifts, right? So if I say, take these gifts, hold it, take it, he holds it, he takes it, then the gift is now lazim upon me, I'm not allowed to go back on it. Is that clear? But before that, if I say to you, uh, I'll, I'll give you my, this book, I'll give, you, I'll give you this book, and he hasn't taken it, then after a few minutes, you haven't taken it still, I said, no, I want that book. And I keep it. Am I allowed? I'm allowed, because he hasn't taken it yet. But once he takes it, خلاص, it's gone. وَإِذَا قَبَضَهَا الْمَوْهُوبُ لَهُ لَمْ يَكُنْ لِلْوَاهِبِ أَنْ يَرْجِعَ فِيهَا So that's what we just, we just sent. If the person, if the مَوْهُوبُ uh, لَهُ If the one who's given the gift, if he takes it, لَمْ يَكُنْ لِلْوَاهِبِ أَنْ يَرْجِعَ فِيهَا The one who's given the gift is not allowed to go back on his gift. إِلَّا أَنْ يَكُونَ وَالِدًا With one exception. It is that if he is a, his father. The father is allowed to go back on his gift. Because of the hadith of the Prophet sallam. Um, then there's another masala which is connected to giving gifts. It's similar to giving gifts, and it is called the masala of al umrah wal ruqba. Al umrah wal ruqba. Raqaf. Ruqba. Okay? And that is what either Amara Shayan or Arkabahu, Kanalil Mu'amari, Awil Murkabi, Waliwara Fatihi, Mimbadihi. This is a thing that they used to have in Jahiliyyah before Islam, which is that someone will give a gift for his lifetime. So it's called, they'll call it Al Umrah. So he would say, This house is yours as long as I live. As long as you live, sorry. As long as you live. Then when you die, it comes back to me. Okay, exactly. Oh, that's Umrah, huh? That's Umrah. So I, I give you a gift for your, the, the, the amount of your life, for the period of your life. That's Umrah. It comes from the word Umrah, right? Which, come, which means life. Well, Ruqba, it is, is I give you the gift, but whoever dies first gets to keep it. So I give you the gift, I say to you, if I die first, then you get to keep it. If you die first, it comes back to me. It's a Ruqba. Why is it called a Ruqba? Because, كل واحد يرقبه صاحبه. Everyone's you're overlooking. He's looking at his, his, his friend who's dying first. He wants him to die first. Because he gave him that ruqba, he's given him the gift, and he says to him, It's yours as long as one of us are alive. If, you're, if you die first, I take it back. So I'm constantly watching him. And if I die first, he's constantly watching me, wanting me to die, because he wants to keep the gift. So it's called a ruqba. So he says, What's the ruling on the ruqba? Is it, does that actually happen? We say, No. Both of them, it doesn't happen. If I give you something Umrah or Ruqbah, you get to keep it. Either way, you get to keep it. If you die first, I die first, he dies, you dies, no. It's your property. As long as you take it, it's the same ruling as a gift. Exactly. Because the hadith of Jabir, radiallahu anhu. Um, exactly, yeah? Um, Naam. وَكَانَ لِلْمُعْمَرِ أَوْ الْمُرْقَبِ وَلِوَرَثَتِهِ مِنْ بَعْدِهِ And his inheritors take it as well. Because it's your property, that's it. If I said to you, it's yours, it's yours. And your inheritors, when you die, you get, your inheritors take it. When you die, I don't get it back. طيب فَصْلٌ فِي أَحْكَامِ اللُّقَطَةِ The rulings pertaining to اللُّقَطَةِ And اللُّقَطَةِ is um, things that are found on the earth. Things that are found that are lost. So lost property basically. Lost property. Lost property. 
الضالة is a type of لقطة it's a type of لقطة طيب وإن وجد لقطة في موات أو طريق فله أخذها وتركها وأخذها أولى إذا كان على ثقة من القيام بها if someone finds lost property في موات أو طريق in public land right in public land أو طريق أو in sorry في موات in a land which is in the desert أو طريق أو in a pathway فله أخذها وتركها you can take it or you can leave it someone finds a phone he sees 100 pounds or something or he sees a phone on the floor what's the ruling is it allowed to take it or is it allowed to leave it any right but which is better look what he says وأخذها أولى إذا كان على ثقة من القيام بها but it is better for him to take it if he thinks that he's able to look after it in the correct way, he's, about, he's, able, he's able to do what, he's, what he has to do. What does he have to do? He has to announce it for one year, right? Someone, if you find something public, if you find something in public, it's not your property. Is it better for you to take it or not? If you know that if you don't take it, someone else is going to take it, and that person's going to steal it, probably because the land. For example, if you go in the UK, for example. In the UK, most people, they're not going to give things back, right? Or a lot of people, I'm not going to say most people. A lot of people are not going to give things back. As opposed to a safe country or Muslim country, where more people are likely to give things back. Certain Muslim countries. Think more people are likely to give things back. So here I would say, it's better for a person to take it and announce it. If he's able to announce it. If he knows that he's going to be too lazy to announce it, he's not going to be able to give it his right, then it's better for him to leave it as well. Is that clear? So if answered, no. So what if you find a problem on the streets? Why would you announce it? Yeah, that's what we're going to talk about as part of the chapter, inshallah. وَأَخْضُهَا أَوْلَى So do you take it or not? According to the different situations. If you know you're able to look after it and give it its rights, then you take it. And if you think that you're not able to give it its rights, then you leave it. طيب. Then he says, وَإِذَا أَخْضَهَا طيب, The person he took it. عَلَيْهِ أَنْ يَعْرِفَ سِتَّةَ أَشْيَاءَ You have to now announce six things about it. وِعَاءَهَا وَعِفَاصَهَا ووكاءها وجنسها وعددها ووزنها ويحفظها في حرز مثلها. You have to give, you have to announce وعاءها. It's it's container. Because the reason why the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said um, that whoever found the لقطة uh, uh, he should announce the وعاءها وعفاصها ووكاءها. The um, the, the, the because generally when a person he has money. In the, in the time They would leave it in, in, in a bag In a small bag You hold money in a bag Like you have wallets They hold it in a bag With gold So the, the, the everyone has a wi'a. Everyone has a his own bag So you have to announce that the, How it looks The color All of that stuff And also the String that's on it And the knot that they have on, on, on top of it as well Why? Because every different person Has his own knot sometimes Back in the days They would have their own knot Oh, this, we know that these people they tie their knots in this way, so they announce it. It's you, it's, huh? A passcode for a phone. Now. <laughs> a passcode, yeah. And you won't, we wouldn't know the passcode today. Because <laughs> you tie, exactly, you tie his own knots. You tie his own knots so, so people can't open it, right? Everyone will tie his own knot. This is Arifha and in the hadith. So he says, Walwi'a al Inat, Walifas al Sidad. ويطلق على وعاء المجازم والجمهور الفاس والوكاء هو الخيط الذي so so basically the knot and also the bag and also what's covering what you use to cover the thing whether it be the string or whether it be something else that you use to cover you have to announce all of that okay and that's back in the days وجنسها and you have to tell them what is it is it gold or is it silver is it pounds or is it whatever 
وعددها and how much is it? You have to, is, it, is it 10, 20, 30, 40 pounds, whatever? المثل, and you have to look after it the way that you would look after a similar item. For example, you find gold, you put it in a safe. You have to put it in your safe. You find a phone, you have to put it where you put, where would, where you put a phone. Understand? طيب. This is what they said here. But today, it's not all the same. Today, the issue is not the same. So we say that the marad, that what it goes back to is al-urf. What it goes back to is the customs of the people. You have to announce that you found an iPhone that is this and that and how you found it and all of that stuff. You have to announce it according to the different items. Is that clear? According to every item has its own way to be announced. And you have to look after it in the way that you would look after that similar item. وفي الموضع الذي وجدها فيه فإن لم يجد صاحبها كان له أن يتملكها بشرط الضمان Then Now You How, how do you have to announce it? You have to announce it They say um, على أبواب المساجد For one year For one year You have to announce it before you're allowed to take it So you have to announce that thing for one year Where على أبواب المساجد The, the, masajid, the masjid doors Because in the Muslim lands That's where all the Muslims they are right? But he obviously putting posters up and things like that in the marketplace. Al-Ababul Masajid. So where people are generally, where they are generally at. And also you have to announce it in the place where you found it. You found it in a marketplace. Announce it inside that marketplace. Whether it be by putting up posters or whatever, all of that stuff. Or if you found it on the train, you put, you, you put it on in the train station. Or if you found it on the bus, you put it on the bus station. You found it on the street, you put it on that street. You announce it on that street. Right? But... How often do you have to announce it? And does the author mention that? How often do you have to announce it? You have, they say that you have to announce it for that year in the first week every day. Then after that, you have to announce it every week once. For the, for the first month. Then after that, after the first week and the first month, you have to announce it every month once. Every month once. Until the end of the year. When the end of the year comes and no one has come for it, then... فَإِن لَمْ يَجِدْ صَاحِبَهَا If you haven't found who the, who's the item belongs to كَانَ لَهُ أَنْ يَتَمَلَّكَهَا بِشَرْطِ الضَّمَانِ You can keep it with the condition that if the person comes one day and he says this was mine then you have to give it back to him بِشَرْطِ الضَّمَانِ Even if you spent it يعني You are now ضامن on this You are now ضامن What does that mean? You have to pay back the amount of the item if the owner comes one day ever Is that clear? If the person, the owner comes, then you must give it back. Um, no. And the asl of the hadith, the asl of the hadith, the asl of um, of al-luqaf, this whole chapter is based on one hadith, which is the hadith of Khalid ibn Zayd ibn Khalid al-Juhani, radiyallahu anhu, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam su'ila an luqatati al-dhahabi awil warik. He was asked about the luqata of gold and silver. Missing item of gold and silver. He said, announce the wika and the ifasaha. I mean, the, 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 the container of the item. Then, announce it for one year. If it's not known, if it's, no one comes and claims it, then use it and spend it. وَلْتَكُنْ عِنْدَكَ وَدِيعَةً And take it for you as a, as a, as a amana, as a wadi'ah. يعني you're holding on to it 
in your possession uh, you're looking after it and you have to give it back if the person comes if the one who owns it one day he comes and he claims it you must give it to him then he asked about the dal which is the camel the, the camel which is lost why are you asking about the camel leave don't, don't, don't go and claim a camel that's lost you find a camel in the, in the, in the desert that's lost no one claim a wife. Because the camel itself can look after itself. It can fight for itself and it can eat and drink itself. It's not going to need someone to take it. Until the person who owns the camel is going to come get it. But then he asked about the sheep, which is weak. A sheep. He said, take the sheep and look after it because it's going to be either for you or your brother who owns it, or the wolf is going to eat it. And from this they took the hukum, uh, the, 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 the rulings pertaining to animals. And so here's the ruling pertaining to animals. وَجُمْلَةُ لُقَطَّةِ عَلَىٰ أَرْبَعَةِ أَضْرُبِ أَحَدُهَا مَا يَبْقَى عَلَىٰ الدَّوَامِ كَالذَّهَبِ وَالْفِضَّةِ So generally anything that is lost... What about like a 20 pound note? How can you be certain like who's going to own or who can like be asked around the street? In that case, you have to... Put it, announce it until someone comes and claims it. You announce it, someone claims it, that's it. And some of them, the, the, the scholars, they say, you say that I found money on the street without announcing exactly how much it was. And that, by that, that person who ever comes, then you ask them, how does it look? And they, they, they come and claim it. And that is a strong opinion of Allah. No. If I find money on the street and I can't, you know, announce money because everyone's just going to lie about it, I give it to charities that. No. Allowed. No. You're not allowed. If you find it, leave it. If you if you if you think like that, then leave it. Understand? Or you can take it and you can announce it. You get it? Yeah. That's the two options you have. طيب. So you have four different types of things that you can find on the street. ما يبقى على الدوام كالذهب والفضة things that remain like gold and silver. وهذا حكمه we took that ruling of that. والثاني ما لا يبقى كالطعام والرطب أو فهو فهو مخير بين أكله وغرمه أو بيعه وحفظ ثمنه. Or you find something that doesn't remain. For example, you found food. You found some food. The person finds a large amount of food. Okay. In that case, he has two choices. Either he can eat it, and then if someone comes one day, claim it, he has to pay him back. Or you can sell it, because it's not going to remain. Food is not going to remain, right? Or you can sell it, and then keep the money, and give it to the person if he comes one day. That's the second option. That's, that's for something that doesn't remain. والثالث ما لا يبقى إلا بعلاج كرطب فيفعل ما فيه المصلحة من بيعه وحفظ ثمنه أو تخفي أو تجفيفه وحفظه all things that they don't remain unless you look after it right things that don't remain unless you look after it they need to be looked after for example you find something that you have to refrigerate or you have to Keeping it in certain conditions. In that case, you have a choice. Either you sell it and you keep the money and you give the money to the person when he comes. Or you dry it. For example, we find grapes, a lot of grapes. Example of grapes. I know that a lot of people are not going to find it. Like You never know what happens in life. You never know where your life is going to take you. Huh? Or you can find a lot of grapes, you can dry it and keep it, and when the person comes, he takes it as raisins. And that's allowed as well. 
طيب والرابع which is a bit more likely now so the first was more likely and the fourth is more likely now والرابع ما يحتاج إلى النفقة كالحيوان a person finding animals what needs to be looked after with money you have to you have to spend on it for example someone finds an animal and the animal needs food right so for example you find a lost cat you find someone lost cat you take it in and you feed it يحتاج إلى النفقة كالحيوان وهو ضربان and obviously there's two different types of animals you're only allowed to take certain types of animals طيب if you take and this, so let's, let's explain two types of animals first and then I'll, I'll tell you what you have to do with each, with each one حيوان لا يمتنع بنفسه you find an animal that uh, cannot protect itself an animal that cannot protect itself like what? what do you mention in the hadith? sheep like a sheep a sheep cannot protect itself فهو مخير فيه بين أكله وغرم ثمنه أو تركه والتطوع بالإنفاق أو بيعه وحفظ ثمنه نعم so you have options number one مخير فيه بين أكله وغرم ثمنه you can slaughter and eat it you find a sheep lost slaughter and eat it and you pay for it when someone comes for it number two is أو تركه والتطوع بالإنفاق or you take it and you keep it and you give it its feeding بالتطوع you have to as a good gesture as a good gesture you can do that as well أو بيعه وحفظ ثمنه or you can sell it and keep the money and then give the money back to the person who who owns the animal is that clear? then he says وحيوان يمتنع and the next one are animals that are able to protect themselves what's the example that was given in the hadith? the camel the evil in that case بنفسه فإن وجده في الصحراء if you find it in a desert تركه you leave it وإن وجده في الحضر if you leave if you found it in the city فهو مخير بين الأشياء الثلاثة في الثلاثة فيه then you have a choice of doing those three things that we mentioned about the other animals in 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 that situation طيب and generally what is known is that a camel if it's lost it's going to be in a desert if an animal like that is lost then generally it's going to be in a desert like if it's not then it takes those three rulings والله أعلم طيب next one فصل في أحكام اللقيط we're still talking about lost things but now we're talking about a lost baby يعني someone has a baby and it happens it happens a lot someone has a, has, a, has a child and they throw that child in the bin or they throw that child into someone والله it happens right صح we hear about these stories and you, for example they're embarrassed of the child people who committed zina والعياذ بالله may Allah protect all of us from that right that happens so what is the ruling on that so laqit is different to luqatah luqatah is lost property and laqit is a lost child when wujida laqitun biqari'ati al-tariq fa'akhuduhu wa tarbiyatuhu wa kafalatuhu wajibatun ala al-kifayah wa la yuqarru illa fi yadi wa la yuqarru illa fi yadi amin fa'in wujida ma'ahu mal anfaq al-hakimu عليه منه وإن لم يوجد معه مال فنفقته في بيت المال. so he says if a person finds a child بقارعة الطريق in the streets فأخذه وتربيته then taking him and looking after the child وكفالته and paying for the child واجبة is obligatory على الكفاية upon the community the community that local community they are they must it is wajib obligatory upon them to look after that child. It's wajib upon them to look after that child. Um, no.
community. And this person who is given this child now, as a, as a community who takes this child, is only allowed to be given to someone who is Ameen and he has four conditions. Four conditions of that. Number one is a taklif. A person has to be mukallaf. So you can't be someone who is a young child, he finds a child, he brings it home. No. <laughs> or someone who's insane. طيب has to be mukallaf, يعني. العاقل البالغ, right? Who's mukallaf? Someone who's at the age of puberty and he's someone who is sane. And number two is al-hurriya has to be free. Can't be a slave. Number three is al-Islam. He has to be a Muslim. I mean, so you can't be a kafir. Because the kafir is going to raise him in kufr. So he's not allowed to raise him. No. No, it's that about like children in bad situations, so they're taken away and put in a non-Muslim family. It's not allowed. Haram. So if a Muslim was within the process, they're sinning, right? Yes, they're not allowed, of course. Oh. They're sinning. To put a, put a child into a non-Muslim family, they're sinning. It's, made, it's very bad. Rabi' number four is wal-adala. He has to be someone who is just ad al-adil. Who is adil? Someone who doesn't do major sins. You know a fasiq. Fasiq is someone who does major sins, right? والرشد. And someone who's able to, who has rush, who has rushed. He's Rashid. What's Rashid again? He uses his wealth properly. He doesn't use his wealth and uses his wealth in haram. Because why? Why? Because if he takes the child, he's not going to be able to spend upon him because he doesn't he doesn't spend properly. طيب. Um, then he says, فَإِنْ وُجِدَ مَعَهُ مَالٍ If now there is wealth, there is money with this child, أَنْفَقَ الْحَاكِمُ عَلَيْهِ مِنْهُ The, the ruler, he takes this wealth and he gives it to the, this child. He spends from this wealth. For example, baby is found with money. Then that money is used to spend on the baby. أَنْفَقَ الْحَاكِمُ عَلَيْهِ The ruler does it. مِنْهُ وَإِنْ لَمْ يُوجَدْ مَعَهُ مَالٍ But if there is no wealth, فَنَفَقَتُهُ فِي بَيْتِ الْمَالِ Then the Provision of the child is taken from Beit al-Mal muslimin from the treasury of the Muslims, which is the, the, the which is looked after by the Muslim government. Um, no. So what if um, um, the the someone the community takes him, mm-hmm. can that person um, pay for the for the child? He can, yeah. He doesn't have to take from Beit al-Mal. No, he doesn't have to. He says, "No, takfir is wajib al-kifaya, communal obligation." Yeah, but if no one looks after him, then everyone sees. So if the baby has no wealth, the ruler takes it from the treasury, spends it, and also the one who is in charge of the baby has to spend it as well? No, no, no. Just the ruler. Take it all from the ruler if he wants. Okay. And if the person who took it didn't want to spend, then it all has to take it from the, from the treasury. Faslun fi ahkami al-wadi'ah. Next chapter is al-wadi'ah. Al-wadi'ah is basically for a person to give someone a position in order to look after it. So example, I give you my phone. I say, look after it for 10 days. Hold it with you. It's what the app. If you accept it, then it is now bind. You have to take, you have to keep it. Right? So, وَالْوَدِيعَةُ أَمَانَةُ يُسْتَحَبُّ قَبُولُهَا لِمَنْ قَامَ بِالْأَمَانَةِ فِيهَا الْوَدِيعَةُ What's the ruling of accepting an wadi'ah? Someone says, hold this for me. Right? He says, hold something for me for a period of time. What's the ruling? It is مُسْتَحَبَّ Because it is helping your Muslim brother. Um, نعم. And it is something that is in the Quran and in the Sunnah. The Prophet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the Quran, The one who is given an amana, let him give his amana back. When someone gives you an amana, you hold it and you keep it, and you must give it back in the right way. And the Prophet said, 
أدي الأمانة إلى من ائتمنك ولا تخون من خانك give the right to whoever gives you responsibility give back the responsibility they gave you ولا تخون من خانك and do not cheat the one who cheats you طيب طيب so يعني صورة المسألة how it looks is that someone gives you money someone gives you something so it is now أمانة it is now أمانة upon you which means يدو أمان which means what Aman, Aman, as opposed to Rasp and Daman. Remember? If you break something like that. If it breaks in your possession, then you are not responsible unless you done something wrong or you done or you didn't look after in the proper way. So if someone gives you someone gives you a phone or gives you a car, says look after this car. Hold it for me. And you do something that was wrong and it breaks because of that, then you are responsible, you have to pay it back. Or you are given a car or you're given gold or you're given something and you don't look after it in the right way. And someone gives you a book and you put it on the on the table, on the coffee table and then, or whatever and food goes on it and it breaks and rips and children play with it and it rips, rips up. You've done something wrong because you didn't put it on the shelf where it's supposed to go. Books are supposed to go on the shelves, right? So therefore you're going to have to pay that back. So he says, يُسْتَحَبُّ نَعْمُ وَالْوَدِيَةُ أَمَانَةُ It's amana. So we took that, what that means. يُسْتَحَبُّ قَبُولُهَا لِمَنْ قَامَ بِالْأَمَانَةِ بِهَا Then it's recommended for you to accept it. Then he says, وَلَا تُضْمَنُوا إِلَّا بِالتَّعَدِّي And you only pay it back by التَّعَدِّي Okay? It's not lazim. It's not lazim. It's not lazim. It's not it says 10 days, I say no, one day I said no, come back, take it, I don't want it anymore. You're allowed. It's not lazim. It's jayz. Min tarafain, from both angles. I'm allowed to take it back. The one who gives it is allowed to take it back, and the one who took it is allowed to give it back. Tayyip. وقول المودعي مقبول في ردها على المودعي وعليه أن يحفظها في حرز مثلها وإذا طولب بها وأخر الرد مع القدرة عليها ضمنا. Tayyip, these are few messiahs. MashaAllah. So next lesson probably will be Kitab al-Nikah. Um, inheritance, but we're not going to take inheritance because inheritance is a bit hard. طيب. وقول المودعي مقبول The one who's given the item. So you say, your brother gives me the item. Remember that this mas'ala, what we're talking about here is, if you guys remember from the previous lessons, we said that in different situations, when there is no evidences and, a, and a, 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 it's taken to court, then whose word is given is, is, is accepted? Remember we said in nikah, in, in, in wadi'ah. So in the wadi'ah, whose who word is accepted? He says, وَقَوْلُ الْمُودَعِ مَقْبُولٌ فِي رَدِّهَا عَلَى الْمُودِعِ The one who is given the item, what he says is accepted in terms of returning the item. يعني, I give Abdullah and I, I, this phone. I give him the phone. And one day, I said, give it back. He said, I already gave it back to you. He said, no, you didn't. He said, I did. We go to court. Go to court, the judge says, where's the proof? Is there proof? There's no proof. Where do we go back to? We say, we go back to this mas'ala, which is, whose, whose word is taken? So we say, the court says, okay, because there's no proof, then Abdullah, did you give it back? Yes, you give it back. Then his word is accepted. And I don't have any right after that. And they say, وَالْحَلِفُ عَلَىٰ نَعَمْ The one who, the, the halif, so one of them has to do halif, na'am. Okay, we'll, we'll mention, inshallah, we'll, we'll, we'll explain which one is. Al-Mudi' 
واليمين على لا لا من أنكر لكن in this مسألة who is the منكر is the one who is is me the one who is returned back we check out إن شاء الله على أي حال he has the whose word is accepted is the one who claims to have given it back and obviously حيث لا بينة that is when there is no evidence this is remember when we say this yeah when we say whose speech is accepted whose word is accepted when it comes to these مسائل this all is when there is no evidence as far as there is evidence then we act by the evidence is that clear طيب في ردها على المودع على المودع وعليه أن يحفظها في حرز مثلها and also you must um, protect and look after the أمانة ودعن the, 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 the trust نعم you have to protect what you are entrusted with في حرز مثلها what's حرز المثل we just spoke about a few minutes ago as well what's حرز المثل حرز المثل يعني the yeah. Um, so to do with it the way to do. Like yeah, I mean, to to look after it the way that that item is looked after. Do you guys get that? You have to put it in a way in the way the item is looked after. For example, where would you put a car? In the garage or in the park where it was parked in the street, right? That's the hairs of the car. What's the hairs of gold? The safe. What's the hairs of? A book. The bookshelf. The bookshelf. So he says, the one who takes this, the one who takes this trust, he has to look after it. In the hairs of that similar item. Now, if I give this item to someone and then I say, give it back to me now, and then he delays giving it back, even though he's able to give it back. For example, I give this phone to to the brother, and I say, give it back to me. He says, okay, I'm going to give it back to you. Wait. One day goes past, doesn't give it back. He's able to give it back, doesn't give it back, doesn't give it back. Then he says, Damina, there's Daman upon him now. This now, and that now, from that, from that time, his position goes from the position of Amana to the position of Daman. What does that entail now? If he breaks it, if it breaks in his position and it's not his fault, does he have to pay it back? Yes, he has to pay it back now. If the price depreciates, he has to pay the cover, the, he, has to, he has to cover the difference. You understand? All of these things now apply. His his possession of this item is no longer a possession of uh, amana. It is now a possession of daman, and so all the rulings pertaining to daman apply here. So I see some new brothers here. Um, this class is a bit. Um, it's been going on for a long time, so a lot of people probably won't, I don't know if you're new here. Probably won't understand some of the things that I was speaking about. But because we're going on for a long time, inshallah, on Sunday we do Kitab al-Tawheed. You will understand that, inshallah. So if you can come, if you want to come to Kitab al-Tawheed, hopefully you will understand that. But this is a bit, it's a bit more technical and a bit more advanced uh, fiqh that we're doing in this class on Friday. But now that's still attend. I'm sure you benefited. If you find a lost item, now you know what to do. Inshallah. So now next chapter left. Next chapter is inheritance and Kitab al-Fara'id wal-Wasaya. Kitab al-Fara'id wal-Wasaya is inheritance of when someone dies, how the inheritance is split up between the people who who die after them, right? And some of the uh, Zaid al-Mathabi says, "Ta'allam al-Fara'id qabla an yatakallam to learn the Fara'id, learn the Fara'id, the, the, the inheritance." Before قَبْلَ يَتَكَلَّمَ الظَّانُّونَ Before those people who have no knowledge start speaking about it. And علم الفرائض is one of the big important knowledge in the Sharia. حتى الرحبي, he mentions in his manzuma, the poem of الرحبية, 
um, about for inheritance that it says that it is the first knowledge that's going to be taken away from the earth until that you almost won't be won't be found so the, the knowledge of inheritance is an important knowledge that uh, the Prophet sallallahu said it is narrated in hadith he said the one who knows inheritance the most was Zayd and so he praised him about inheritance and you find that these masail of inheritance there are a lot of them they come from Zayd ibn Thabit and Abdullah ibn Mas'ud and Umar ibn Khattab and others uh, like them but it's very important for a person to learn, to learn. it includes maths it includes the need of a, of a whiteboard and it needs memorization and it needs practice and it needs months, of, months and months of practice right um, and because of that we're not going to be able to go through it it, it, it will, it will, and even if we do go through it if using this book most people won't understand it because of the fact that this book is made as a mukhtasar it's a very short book um, but, so it's just going to give you an idea of, of inheritance it's not going to give you the whole full picture of al-fara'id of inheritance so inshallah we won't go through it in this book but if you guys do want maybe one day um, there'll be a teacher someone who will teach it um, for everyone else I can it's enough to know that two ayat of the Quran or three ayat of the Quran are mentioned in Fara'id, right? Surah An-Nisa, Yusikum Allahu fi awladikum li dhakari mithlu haddu al-unthayin. The ayah and the next ayah is also about inheritance, walakum nisfu ma tarak azwajukum. And the last ayah of Surah An-Nisa also is the one that mentions Fara'id. Yastiftunaka qulillahu yuftikum fil kalala. These are the ayat of inheritance, but inshallah ta'ala generally we're not going to go for it because of the fact that. Um, it's a bit. It's going to be a bit too much for this kind of class. So we will go straight to Fasl fi Ahkam al and then next class we'll go into Kitab al Nikah, the rulings pertaining to marriage and what is pertaining to that marriage and divorce and the rulings of of marriage and what is the rights of the husbands and the rights of the wife and all of these things. Shall we go through that? But that we go through Wasiya today. Wasiya. الوصية فصل في أحكام الوصية الوصية بأنه أول علم يفقد في الأرض حتى لا يكاد يوجد the first type of knowledge is going to be lost is, inher- is inheritance subhanallah until that you find that almost no one knows about inheritance Allah subhanallah is true فصل في أحكام الوصية the rulings pertaining to وصية الوصية is a will is a will and the reason why it comes straight after inheritance is because they're both connected to a person dying and they're both connected to wealth. What happens to the wealth of a person when they die? And we learnt, we should have learnt, in Fara'id inheritance that the inheritance is given by Allah. You have no choice of where your wealth goes. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given your wealth to whoever he wants. And that shows to you, my brothers and sisters, that this dunya is nothing. Your wealth has really been split up amongst your, amongst your family. Everyone knows. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows. Someone, someone can come and say to you, how many people do you have in your family right now? If you die right now, then this person's getting this much, this person's getting this much, and this person's getting this much. Subhanallah. And this is the hard work that a person's going into to try and make money in this dunya, knowing that it's going to leave him when he, when he goes into the grave. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, That the person who dies, three things follow him. Two things go back and one remains. What goes back is his wealth and his family. But your actions, they stay with you in your grave. 
The only thing that's going to stay with you, my brothers and sisters, is your, is your, is your actions. Your wealth that you worked hard for is nothing. It's not going to help you on that day. It's not going to be something that's going to stay with you. Your money is going to go one day. It could come out. You can come out all of that. All of those th- years. So I'm, I'm, I find it strange why people, especially in the, in the non-Muslim lands, they're so attached to the world. They say, "I'm going to work for 30 years and 40 years until I make this much money, and then I'm going to retire." Who told you that you're going to be alive for the next 20 years, 10 years? Who told you that your wealth might not get burnt one day? Who told you that you're not going to go, maybe you lose everything one day, you're not going to die? People need to be disattached from this wealth because wallahi, it's going to, give, it's going to be given to someone else. Allah says in the Quran, وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاعُ الْغُرُورِ This life of this world is nothing but a deceiving, a deceiving enjoyment. It deceives you into make you think that you're going to live forever. You think that, yeah, I'm going to live for this much time. Uh, you, don't, you don't ever think of death. How many people do you see when, when, they come, when it comes to the dunya? In their plans, never death. Their plans, I'm going to make this much money, buy this and buy that. And their plans never, I might die though. What if I die? I might, hmm. It's never, it's never in their plans. In their plans is always what? How much money they're going to make. They never put death inside their, in their way. So, that's what a benefit that you can get from, from these, 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 these chapters of fiqh. That this money that you're going to get, it's not going to last. So we're talking about the will. A person when he dies, he gives a will. So he says, You're allowed to give wasiyah. So before we go into the, the what's the ruling on wasiyah? Wasiyah, it, it has different rulings. It has different rulings. It can sometimes be mubah, permissible. And it can sometimes be sunnah. And it can sometimes be Wajib and it comes sometimes be halal and haram. All five rulings. You can take all five rulings. طيب. So let's start from wajib. When is it? What did I say first? Actually, mubah. So we're doing that order. What I said first. Mubah. It is allowed for a person to do wasiyah with one third of his wealth. He's allowed to choose where one third of his wealth goes. He's allowed. طيب. Generally, that's generally. It is mustahab, it is recommended. The scholars say it is recommended to do wasiyah if your inheritors are rich, they don't need your money. Your inheritors are already rich, they don't need your money. And to give one fifth of your wealth, according to some scholars. Because this is what Abu Bakr al-Siddiq ruled by. One fifth of your wealth. And it's obligatory to write a wasiyah, to write a, a will, if you owe any money. يعني ابن عمر رضي الله عنه said it's ما حق المسلم it's not rightful for a Muslim to sleep at night and his will is not written under his pillow your will should be written under your pillow when is that? When, it has to be written under your pillow when? when you owe some money you took some money from someone you might die tomorrow you don't know if you're going to be able to pay it back so would you, and if you die and you didn't pay it back and no one knows that you took that, that money then what's going to happen? يوم القيامة it's going to go against you on the day of judgment so it is obligatory upon you to write it down and if there is no other uh, there's no witnesses or there's no proof or there's nothing like that then it's obligatory upon you to write down your will I owe this person this much money and I owe this person this much money and give, that, give this money to this person like that because, owe, because I owe it and it is makruh is disliked can you still be held accountable for um, an amount that you like say for example like um, you didn't know that you owe someone mm-hmm. like you forgot that you owe someone this amount of money mm-hmm. would you still be held accountable for that yeah. like, if you had the means to be able to pay it off and you would have but you just forgot Fully accountable now. You can be held accountable for that. Because the rights of the human beings are not forgiven on the judgment. 
Prayers of Allah, maybe you forgot to do, maybe you forgot to pray. You forgot to pray, which is very hard. You forgot to pray. Allah will forgive you, inshallah. Like you forgot to give the money of the person. He'll come back and he'll take it back. He's not gonna. And that day he's gonna say this person owed money. I need good deeds today. Taking it back from me. Right. What if the person like pardons you and says you don't have to pay it back? If the person? To the family. Yeah, then that's not fine. In that case, that's fine. In that case, if he forgives you, it's fine. Like if he doesn't forgive you, your kiam is coming for you. Tayyib. Uh, so when is it makruh? It's makruh when? It's makruh to give a wasiyah when your inheritors are in need. Yani, for I have poor family members. But I, I get, and I have £100,000, £200,000. And then I say, one third of my money goes to the masjid. Your family needs it more. <laughs> As the Prophet said, the ones who are your family, they, they are more deserving of your good. Charity starts at home, as they say, right? And it is haram to give a wasiyah for more than one third. Or to an inheritor. More than, more than one third or to inherit it. For example, you say you only have, a, you only have 10,000 pounds and you say all of my money goes to the masjid. Is that allowed? No, and it doesn't even work. The masjid, you don't have no choice. You don't have any choice in that money. Or two, so you're only allowed what? How much are you allowed? One third of your money. That's what you're allowed to give away. You have one choice, one third only. Allah has given you in charity. He's given you charity, your own money, one third of your own money. Allah has given you in charity. One third of your own money. Or to a, a, a warith. Someone who is an inheritor. Yani, uh, I have a son. He's inheriting, right, from me. Inher- a son inherits. And I say, to, I say, I write my inheritance that my son, he takes one third of my wealth as well. So on top of his own inheritance, he gets one third. Is that allowed? No. Anyone who already inherits is not allowed to take any more money from you. Anyone who already inherits is not allowed to take any money from you now. What's that? Um, the mustahad. Mm-hmm. What was it again? One fifth of your wealth. So it's charitable cause. If your family are not in need. One fifth of your wealth. If your family are not in need. So charitable cause. So it says, وَتَجُوزُ الْوَصِيَّةُ بِالْمَعْلُومِ وَالْمَجْهُولِ وَالْمَوْجُودِ وَالْمَعْدُومِ You're allowed to do wasiyah of something that's no. يعني, my money. £100,000. I give £30,000 from it. Allowed. وَالْمَجْهُولِ And something that's not known. And you say the money is in my bank. One third of the money is in my bank is is is, is wasiya. It's the charity to the masjid. Allowed. Well, mawjood something that you have, something that you don't have. Say if I have uh, money, I have money, and I say one third of it is to the masjid, it goes to the masjid. Well, ma'adum if I don't have money, but I say one third of my money, it goes to the masjid. Then I get money. Then I die. Then that one third goes to the masjid as well. Exactly. So that's the first masala. وَهِيَ مِنَ الثُّلُثِ فَإِنْ زَادَ وُقِفَ عَلَىٰ إِجَازَةِ الْوَرَثَةِ وَلَا تَجُوزُ الْوَصِيِّ نعم. وَهِيَ مِنَ الثُّلُثِ It is from one third, as we said. You're only allowed to give one third. Because the Prophet ﷺ, when he came to visit Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqas عنه, in Mecca, and he was ill, and he said, he thought he was going to die, so he said, Ya Rasulullah, I'm ill. وَلَا يَرِثُنِي إِلَّا امْرَأَةِ And no one inherits from me except for my, my daughter. Should I give two-thirds of my wealth to charity? The Prophet said, لا. No. Then he said, فَالشَّطْرُ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ What about half? He said, No. Then he said, فَالثُلُثُ He said, What about one-third? He said, الثُلُثُ وَالثُلُثُ كَثِيرُ He said, Give one-third, but one-third, even that's a lot. Why? Because the, your, your family, they deserve the most. But it happened that Sa'ad Nabi Waqas didn't die, and he had more children. After that, so the Prophet ﷺ only allowed what? 
one third. And the Prophet is narrated from, from him that he said, Allah has given you charity, one third of your wealth. طيب. Uh, so it's only allowed one third. فَإِنْزَادْ طَيْبْ What if someone gives more? He says, half of my money goes to the masjid. وُقِفَ عَلَىٰ إِجَازَةِ الْوَرَثَةِ It doesn't have to be to a masjid, it could be to anyone. And someone loves someone. So he says, I love this brother so much, I want to give him some of my money when I die. So one third of my money goes to this brother. One fifth or whatever. Anyone, it can go to anyone. It's allowed. طيب. So he says, وُقِفَ عَلَىٰ إِجَازَةِ الْوَرَثَةِ If someone says, one half of my wealth goes to such and such cause, then we say, no, it doesn't work. It is given now, the choice is given to the inheritors. We go to the inheritors and we say, so and so, your father, he gave one fifth of the money to such and such charity. Do you agree with this? If they disagree, then one third is given to that charity. And the remaining from that half is, no, is, is, is given back to the inheritance pot and split up amongst the inheritors. And if they agree, then it's as if they're giving their own wealth away to that masjid or whatever, or whatever charitable cause he chose. No. Uh, one fifth, do you have to give it? No, no, you don't have to give anything. Unless your one fifth is sunnah, it's good. If your inheritors are rich and you're dying and your people, your children are already rich, they don't need your money. So it's sunnah to give a charity because a person, before he dies, he would, you're going to regret not giving a lot of charity, right? But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a mercy upon us, He allowed us to make a will that we're still going to be rewarded before we die. I mean, uh, after we die, by not losing our wealth. So we're not losing it at a time where we wanted it. Because when you're dying, no one wants money, right? You're dying, you're, you're not thinking about money. But you're still getting rewarded from it. That's from the mercy of Allah. Even though it's not the best of type of charity, but it's still a type of charity, you're going to get rewarded for it. But the best type of charity is what? It is. You're healthy and you're stingy. You're fearing of poverty And you hope for Being rich And then you give charity At that time That's the best type of charity But when someone's dying It's easier You can give charity You can give all of his money If you want He's dying He doesn't care anymore Right So you're allowed to give One fifth as a Sadaqah To get rewarded from Inshallah Right Can you explain About the personal stingy yeah, and the best type of charity is for the one who enters Sahihun Shahih, Takshal Fakr, Tamil Mu, Tamil Rina, that you're, you're healthy and you're stingy and you want your money, but you still hard give it. That's the best type of charity. It's hard for you to give your money, but you still give it. Right? It's hard times, you ain't got much money, but you, you, in, for the sake of Allah, you give it. That's the best type of charity, isn't it? Then everyone in, all of the family members have to agree. All of them, all of the inheritors. All of them. Okay. The inheritors, not all the family members, the inheritors. Because not everyone necessarily inherits. And we learn about that in inheritance, which we skipped. Sorry about that. Um, then he says, وَهِيَ مِنْ ثُلُفَ إِنْزَادَ وُقِفَ عَلَىٰ إِجَازَةِ الْوَرَثَةِ طيب وصلت ده. وَلَا تَجُوزُ الْوَصِيَّةُ لِلْوَارِثِ إِلَّا أَنْ يُجِيزَهَا بَاقِ الْوَرَثَةِ And it is not allowed for a person to... Um, Give in uh, his wasiyah, his will, to someone who's already inheriting. We took that, right? Son, you're really going to take inheritance? You're not allowed to take it. Unless, unless the re- remaining inheritors, they also allow it. They say, okay, we we'll allow him to take it. And what does that mean? Why, why do they have to allow it? Because it's their money. It's their money, Aslan. It's not, the world, it's not the choice of the person who left the money behind. It's their money. So they are basically giving charity to that person because of the will that the person who died gave, gave behind, left behind. They're giving it to that son that he wanted to give extra. They're giving that money to extra. It's not nothing to do with, yeah, any force. No force. Not allowed to be forced. Nothing like that. 
Yeah. Who gets the good deed in that case then? No, then, then the, the one who gave the, the inheritance. They give him the good deed in that case. So not the father? No. That person, because his money, it's not his money. According to that opinion, there's another, the opinion which is that this money, it doesn't go through. And this one, one half doesn't go through at all. It's just that these people have their own goodwill, they can give it to that person if they want. Well, it's similar. It's very similar. Alayhi in both situations, the inheritors, Wallahu alam, get the get the reward wallahu alam wa tasihhu al-wasiyyatu min kulli malikin aqilin li kulli mutamallikin aw fi sabilillah wa tajuz al-wasiyyatu ila ila man ijtama'at fihi khamsu khisal al-islam wal bulugh wal 'aql wal hurriyat wal amana um then he says that wa tasihhu al-wasiyyatu min kulli malikin aqil is allowed for a person to give in her wasiyya to get leave a will who's allowed to get write a will basically Anyone who owns that thing. So if I if I try to write a will, say that this masjid goes to this and so and so, I don't own the masjid. I can't give it. Like, you have to own that thing that you give him wasiya. لكل متملك عاقل. You have to be sane. So if someone's insane, then his will is not accepted. لكل متملك and you're allowed to give it to anyone who's able to take wealth. You're allowed to give wasiya to anyone. أو في سبيل الله. Oh, and for the sake of Allah. يعني you say I want this money to be used to build the masjid. Allah fi sabilillah and that will be a charity for you ongoing charity sadaqah jariya for you طيب then he says وتجوز الوصية إلى من اجتمعت فيه خمس خصال الإسلام والبلوغ والعقل والحرية والأمانة نعم نعم it is now also allowed وتجوز الوصية إلى من اجتمعت فيه خمس خصال you're allowed to give um, the inheritance of um, rights and responsibilities. Wasiya. Yani a person makes you the wali of their daughter by wasiya. He says, You, when after I die, this person my, what, is my is one going to marry off my daughter. Okay, it's a lot. With the conditions. Number one, al Islam is a Muslim. I don't give it to a kafir. Walbulu. It has to be at the age of puberty. So it can't be someone who's below the age of puberty. Wal ish. Wal aqlu, someone saying. Wal hurriya, person has to be free, can't be a slave. Wal amana, and he has to be someone who is trustworthy. So he's not a, uh, someone who does, who cheats. Tayyip, is that clear? No. So the only you mentioned, you said that. المكلف is um, on, um, is the one that's طالب عقل. So so can you say Islam or المكلف تشون أو يسي بلوغ العقل. كل مسلم بالغ عقل. Yeah, but the مكلف is is something else. Um, the one that يعني هو وصل. بالغ عقل. Yeah. مكلف. Yeah. Oh, so it's not it's not different. To what? To for example, because he didn't mention here. Um, كل مكلف. Yeah. Uh, hey, you can separate. You can make it different. It doesn't matter. It doesn't make a difference. Exactly. Yeah. نعم. Um, any other مسائل في الوصية لأعقل الناس أو أجهلهم في الوصية للجيران لا بس. نعم. طيب. نعم. Um, دانيال. Do you assume it? Yeah. Give someone your, your the rights of this, and and your for example, you have a responsibility over a child, yeah, an insane an insane child. Someone who has got aqil, you give it. You give the responsibility to someone else, so he has the most right to be the to be the wasi, to be the wali, or the wali of a daughter to marry her off. Then 
that whoever the father gives that responsibility to, then they have the most right to marry off that daughter. Even before the brothers or uncles or anything else. No. But that person now can't marry the daughter, or can he? Difference of opinion on that. Because you can just say, yeah. marry the daughter and he's still willing. Yeah, he can. He can. The difference of opinion on that. Oh, we took it, right? Did we take the Masala? We said that he can. He said that he can take it. He's allowed to. He's already said, he's allowed to. Send somebody to go marry off your daughter. You can't, that person can't marry the daughter because you, 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 as a worker, you know? Yeah, so we said that the person, if you go send him to marry your daughter, then he is. According to that opinion, but we mentioned we mentioned two opinions, right? Okay. We mentioned two opinions, right? Yeah. yeah there's two opinions. Yeah, some say it's allowed, some say it's not allowed. Allah Alaihi Wasallam. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Muhammad Alaihi Wasallam. You mean 